live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm Ramsey personality George Camel, joined by the one and only Dr. John Deloney. And this is your show, America. We want to help you take the right next step in your life, in your money, in your relationships, in your mental health. We are here for you. Give us a call at 888-825-5225. Fran joins us in New York City to kick us off. Fran, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Um, when my husband and I got married, we combined everything, and I took care of pretty much everything financial, paying the bills, ordering things, um, whatever. And the only thing that he did was he was in charge of the investments. Um, and that worked really well for 50 years, and then he passed away. Mm. I'm smart enough to know the things I don't know, and I don't know anything about investing, and I need help. How do I find someone who can help me without ripping me off? That's a great question, and I'm so sorry for your loss. How recently did Thank he pass? Um, about eight months ago. Oh. Can I just say, as our new friend, Fran, the heaviness of this season, I know it's extra, extra heavy, and I'm sorry. Thank you. I hate it for you. So you guys were married 50 years? Uh, 50 years and eight days. Wow. Well, what a amazing... Uh, legacy and journey you guys have been on together and i'm guessing over 50 years of investing you've got quite the nest egg um it's probably just a little shy of two million awesome do you know what it's invested in what kinds of accounts where they're located you know what um, kind of paper trail yeah, do you I, have uh, oh i have i have all of the paper trail and and um we've we've had you know some iras some roth some investment accounts, it's a whole variety of things. Um, and he worked for New York City, and they happen to have an incredible 401k, uh, you know, in its plan. And the um, from that alone, uh, I transferred over into my name, a um, little shy of a million, just wow. from that. So you've got access um, to all the accounts, you know where they are, you know the account numbers, all of that is in your possession. Yep. Right. Yep. It's it's everything that was only in his name from work or wherever has been transferred to me. So the good news is it's already being invested in things. You don't have to go and choose yeah. all of these from scratch. Is your question more, how do I handle this going forward? Do I need to change any of the investments? I don't know where to get started. Okay, well, I have, as I said I have all different kinds and, uh, you know, he was, he liked to not put his eggs all in one basket as it were. Um, so we've had, we have a bunch of little IRA accounts. What I want to do is, um, consolidate everything. Um, and a lot of the things that he did invest in, in terms of, um, his non-IRA things is just regular investment accounts. Okay, are things that I was not happy with, and I know I want to change all of that because he had a different philosophy than I do. And you know, well, I think at this stage of the game, you want you want to manage 
all of the risk that you can. You do want to be well diversified. We don't want you investing in mm -hmm. single stocks and unproven investments. Sticking to mutual funds and index funds is going to be your best bet. And so when mm -hmm. it comes to how to move forward, I work with a professional. It's the same reason I don't handle, you know, the electrician work around the house. I'm not capable. And even if I could watch some DIY videos, I'd probably screw it up and hurt myself. And yeah, that's the case I'm for most with investing, right? So we yeah. uh, we call these people SmartVestor Pros. Through a SmartVestor Pro program that we have at Ramsey, we can connect you with investing pros that can help you take that right next step and give you guidance when it comes to investing. And I've got one. Dave Ramsey has one. And the key here is you want someone with the heart of a teacher. Like you said, you're scared of getting ripped off. You don't want to walk in somewhere and you hand them a bunch of money and they go, and it's gone. And you go, well, what would you do with this mm -hmm. money? You've worked so hard, you and your husband, to build this legacy and nest egg. And I totally understand that you want to make sure you, uh, you're wise with it going forward. Well, I've spoken to a number of financial advisors and they all pretty much say the same thing where fiduciaries were going to invest uh, in you in diversified uh, products that align to your risk, um, as, you know, risk level. Um, and surprisingly, not one of them has said, just give me your money. I'll take care of it. And if we do, OK, fine. If not, oh, well, um, oddly, no one has said that to me. Well, they all uh, like to keep their jobs and not have the SEC breathing yeah. down their necks. So it makes sense. But I've, I've got a great blog. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure our team sends it to you. And it's called Questions to Ask a Financial Advisor at Your First Meeting. So make sure when we hang up, I'll make sure our team sends you that link. We can also put it in the show notes for today's show if uh, all of you listeners out there want to check that out. But it's really the, it's asking about their investing philosophy, asking them how they're going to get paid. Uh, how will you measure and evaluate mm -hmm. performance? Those types of questions are the wise ones to ask. And just vibing them out. Do I want to work with this person? Is this someone I trust? Is this someone that I get a good vibe with? And those are some mm -hmm. great steps to take. And you can connect with a SmartVestor Pro at RamseySolutions.com to get started. Here's the, the one thing I think the reason I use the SmartVestor Pro, um, besides mm -hmm. the fact that they've been vetted, is it's an orientation to a problem. Most of the time when I call a plumber, I'm asking a plumber to tell me what's wrong and how much it's going to cost them to fix it. When you go see a financial advisor out of a book, what you're doing is you're saying, I want to invest. And they're going to say, well, what are your goals? Like a personal trainer. And you're going to say, I want $5 mm -hmm. million. Or in your case, I want to make sure I'm comfortable and have been able to pay my bills for the rest of my life. Great. When you sit down with a SmartVestor Pro, they are a teacher first. You won't leave that room not knowing exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it and how it all works. And that is mm -hmm. different than just, oh, you just trust me. We'll put it in here and we'll take care of it for you. Oh, didn't work. Or it's different. It is, I am going to co-pilot this thing with you. I am an expert, but I am also a teacher. Here's what's funny about SmartVestor Pros. I'm, I've, I have a 20-year, nope, 30-year friendship with my SmartVestor Pro. We were friends before he ever got into this business and before I ever started letting him keep my money. After I hired him, I said, uh, he said, hey, I'm going to walk you through how this works. And I go, I honestly don't care. I trust you. Like, just make it work. And he said, that's not what I do. 
what I do is I will teach you. So either we don't work together. I was like, are you kidding me, dude? Like you're my friend for 30 years. He goes, either I teach you how this works or we don't work together. And I was like, all right, teach me how this works. And so that's their orientation. And I really appreciate that you're going to walk into that office, not knowing up from down, you're going to walk out an expert in your own situation, which I think is awesome. That's a great reminder. You call the shots here. They don't choose it for you. They recommend, and then you get to decide. And it's all on you. So if someone's making, they're saying, hey, just trust me, I'm going to do it. No, you got to figure out exactly what they're doing, why, and you call the shot. Thank you so much for the call, Fran. So sorry for your loss. We'll connect you with that blog article. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. If you want to talk about your life, your money, your relationships, your emotional well-being, your mental health, we are here for you this hour. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Rachel is up next in Ohio. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. How can we help today? So I am currently a stay-at-home mom. I am looking to get back into the workforce. However, right out of high school, I went right into the Air Force because I didn't know what I wanted to do, wasn't able to get my GI Bill because I got injured. So I've been kind of going from job to job to job trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, The job that I really liked doing was being a bank teller, so I kind of want to get into that. However, I know that I have to have a good credit score um, because I do a credit check in order to get a job. So I was wondering if in that case, do you guys still say to close all your credit cards? And How would you go about that, uh, needing a good credit score in order to get a job? Great question. Well, number one, I actually talk about this in my new book, Breaking Free from Broke, and the whole section on credit scores, because I've dug into this, because this is a question we get a lot. People like to push back and go, I can't get rid of the credit cards. I got to keep my score because of jobs. They, they do a credit check. But the caveat here is what they're looking for is a mismanagement of money. They're looking for a bad or low score. I have yet to see someone who says, hey, they did the credit check and I had no score and I didn't get the job. What they're really looking for is someone to make sure that you don't have delinquencies, that you're a person of integrity when it comes to money. And so I would just talk to them and say, hey, listen, you're going to do the credit check. You're welcome to do that. Here's what's probably going to happen. It's going to come up as indeterminable. Here's why. I don't have any debt. And that's a principle I live by. And I would love to work here. And I think I'd be a great fit. And I'm a person of integrity and character who just lives a debt-free lifestyle. Have you tried that? I haven't tried that, no, but that sounds that sounds like a good solution. <laughs> That's my guess. Now, 
someone could prove me wrong out there where they go, nope, I didn't have a credit score, and they said, we can't give you the job because it's some sort of bureaucracy, stupid policy. But in most cases, what I found is the credit check just exists to see if you have a terrible score, which you don't. Now, I am currently on baby step two, so we are paying off uh, the credit cards, which will have the credit cards completely paid off by the end of January, and then head to the car. Oh, so you already um, have a credit score. And the student loans. Yeah. So this is not so, even a problem. This is a hypothetical. Yeah, it's just a bad credit score, and I've had issues with, I've lost a job opportunity because it was bad in the past, but we are working towards eliminating that completely through the baby steps. Great. Well, here's what will happen. As you pay off your debt, the score is going to get better, and then it will disappear. After about 6 to 12 months with no open accounts, we're talking no credit card accounts open, nothing, the credit score will become indeterminable. Okay. So you can also pull your credit report for free at annualcreditreport.com, and that will show you all of the accounts you have open out there because maybe one you forgot about. You went, oh, gosh, I didn't realize that was still open. I got to go close that. But, yeah, this is a – you're going to be okay. And, uh, again, to your point, the low credit score can hurt you. The no score – I found is not an issue. Whether you're renting an apartment, cars, you name it, they're looking for bad money management. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, hope that helps, Rachel. Thank you so much. Let's move on to Landon in Jackson, Tennessee. What is going on with you, Landon? How can we help today? Hey, what's up, guys? I appreciate y'all taking my call. Sure. How can John and I help? So my wife and I are 26, and... We are wanting to start doing small, small, small flips, um, and I'm just, you know, basically in my small town, you can get a small property for about fifty to a hundred thousand bucks and flip it for two fifty. Um, and so we're wanting to start doing small flips like that, but it honestly just kind of terrifies me. But basically, what I'm asking is, what I guess, what does my net worth need to be at in order to be safe in doing that? And also, it you know makes sense. Mm. So you want to get into house flipping because you could 5X your money very easily in this town. Well, I mean, not necessarily because I want to 5X my money. I, I love real estate. I'm a realtor. That's what I you know, do this career. And it's just, you know, something that I grew up watching my parents do. And I'm not a, I'm not a fan at all of the, the current TikTok trend of finance, refinance, buy it over and over and over. And so do you have the money to do these flips debt. and I, cash? I all be cash debt free. Okay. Um, how much how much do you have right I now? I want to add to my belt as far as my portfolio goes. So how much do you have in cash? Uh in liquid cash about 300 grand. Awesome. Way to go. What are you making from yeah. being a realtor every year? Uh this year I did about 450 in commissions. Oh my goodness. You're crushing it, dude. And this is For in sure. Jackson? You're talking this is small well, town about, real I'm estate? About 45 minutes outside of Jackson. It's a small town outside of Jackson. That's pretty I'm impressive. going to Jackson. Yeah, Same yeah. I think there. I think you make sure you're investing in your in your retirement and you're holding off the appropriate um, taxes if you are 1099 yeah, sure. doing this. Yeah. Um, or if you're under a broker, they'll send you a W two. Be fine. But I, I, all that, yeah, dude. Buy a house for fifty thousand dollars and pay for the reno in cash. It's going to be three x as more as expensive as you think it's going to be, and probably take three times as long. Yeah, and just as long as you and your wife have a good plan to stay married after after the reno then yeah knock it out i mean i don't think there's a magic number i think the number is don't get yourself in trouble and um if you're buying a fifty thousand dollar property and you're going to put 
fifty thousand dollars into it and you have that in cash and you're gonna sell it for two fifty, it's like a great deal. Do you have your primary home paid off? I do. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Go what's for your it, man. what's your net worth? Just or about eight hundred. Fifty seven fifty to eight hundred. Awesome. Yeah, this if you're doing it with cash, which is rare these days because it's so countercultural as as to everything you've seen on TikTok, you are doing it the right way with a whole lot less risk. And so the key is paying cash for the property, cash flowing all the renovations, and making sure on the front end that you're getting a deal. That's where you're making your money is on the front end, uh, on top of some on the back end if you do it the right way. But you know, make sure you're doing your due diligence of what this project is going to take. Because like John said, you get into this thing and you realize, oh my gosh, this is going to be 50 grand more than I thought. And the contractor dropped out. I got to find a new subcontractor for the project. All of that stuff is going to add some stress and headaches. So just be prepared for that. But you told me you love it. You love this stuff. So start small and go from there and learn along the way. For sure. For sure. Okay, cool. Appreciate you. Yeah, proud of you, man. John, that was not how I thought that call was going to go. See, usually, judger, I, I, I had some prejudice, and here's why. Most of the people that are younger that call into the show are broke up to their eyeballs, and they saw the TikTok of the guy who's like, dude, you don't even need your own money to get into real estate investing and buy my course, and I'll show you how. And all of a sudden, they call the show and go, hey, I'm out $2,000 for this course, and I made a terrible financial decision on this property. Or they watch HGTV and they watch uh, Chip Gaines run a saw, and you're like, I can do that, forgetting that he's like an artisanal craftsman. And yeah, my favorite is when they're like, I'll just do all the repairs myself. Exactly. That's a dangerous, yeah. dangerous scenario to be in. So do not recommend that at all. All right, John, we got a lot going on in the RamseySolutions.com store right now. And uh, one of those things is the $12 sale where you can get best selling books. Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, your book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, just 12 bucks. And many of John's Questions for Humans Conversations cards are as low as 10 bucks right now. And the Christmas edition is back. These sold out early last year. So don't don't be angry. I told you, you're going to miss out. So go check it all out, RamseySolutions.com slash store. While you're there, you're going to see a whole bunch of new stuff as well that's really exciting. Rachel Cruz launched launched her first ever illustrated kids book called I'm Glad for What I Have. Our friend Jade Warshaw just dropped her new book. It's a quick read called Money's Not a Math Problem. We're so excited about that launch. And of course, I'd be remiss to not mention that I've got a book on presale. My very first book called Breaking Free from Broke is on pre-order right now in the Ramsey Solutions store. You can get all of that at RamseySolutions.com slash store. I've, I've been loving, some, someone sent me a message, John. They said, I bought 10 Total Money Makeover audiobooks because they're on sale and I'm going to gift it to people in the Ramsey Baby Steps community to help them on the journey. That's cool. I was like, that's the kind of generosity we need around here. I like it's it. fantastic. So get the gift for everyone in your life. And if you've lived these principles out, go pay it forward. RamseySolutions.com slash store is the place to go. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry, but I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. 
We want to help you, America, take the right next step with your money and your life. So if you've got a question, give us a call at 888-825-5225. And John, we found that most money questions usually intersect with some level of relationships and mental health. And it just gets messy and intertwined real quick. And so as we dig in, I love that you're here to help people really unpack the other pieces, not just the numbers on paper, but how do I deal with that in-law that's pressuring me to go on the trip? And how do I deal with the brother that's estranged but now wants the money because he feels like he deserves all of that gets intertwined yeah there's always a relational aspect or an emotional health aspect money's scary and especially nowadays when it's so expensive just to exist right it's just expensive to exist and you either have people denying that it's like just don't eat avocado toast which is nonsense and the other side of it is just elect the right person and all this goes away and it's like that's nonsense and so there's an emotional component to all of this right yeah. and so yeah um if you got emotional relational stuff going on in your life give us a call too 888-825-5225 well john let's get to our question of the day brought to you by neighborly your hub for home services with 19 service brands nationwide neighborly's provider network has trusted local service pros to handle multiple different services in and around your home visit neighborly.com slash ramsey to find and schedule service today just just buzzing through this question real quick. It's fantastic. It feels like a common core math equation. It John. does. Today's question comes from Alex in Virginia. I'm just going to tell you up front. Alex, buy the car. Just buy the car. All right, here's your question. Would you recommend buying an electric vehicle like a Tesla just to take advantage of tax credits? Our gross household income for 2023 will be $230,000. Our tax liability would be nine thousand. We will get two thousand as a ch- child tax credit. That leaves us with a seven thousand dollar tax liability. This is the only year where I can take advantage of federal tax credits of seventy five hundred for e- for electric vehicle purchase. I have no other debt but mortgage, one hundred ninety thousand dollar balance. I already have a decent functioning car. I hate the fact that federal government is taking taxes from responsible folks like us and giving it as a credit to people who will probably go in debt to buy overpriced EVs. Here's a pro tip, Alex. Get out of other people's heads and stop making up stories about why other people are doing whatever it is they're doing. And as I tell my seven-year-old daughter, you deal with you. If you want a new Tesla, you have the money, and you've got cash, go buy it. George drives one. Rachel Cruz drives one. I will drive one one day. I'll buy a truck first, for all of us. but I'll get one. I've been in both Rachel's and George's. They're awesome. And I'm not going to buy anywhere between forty dollars and $80,000, depending on the model, on top of the $7,500 credit just to show those people who I made up stories about. You see what I'm saying? You're just causing yourself a bunch of angst. If you want a Tesla, get a Tesla. You could also donate money that you might get back in a return. You could just give it, be a person of generosity, or you could sit down with a tax professional and work some of this stuff out. All I have to say is, no, I would not buy it, George, just for the tax credit. Would I recommend someone buying a car that they want if they can afford it? Absolutely. Well, and then the ending was funny because he's wanting to stick it to the man, to the government, for giving the credits to those who get the overpriced EVs. 
by buying an overpriced EV. Yeah, he'll show them. That'll show them. And then you're going to pay sales tax on that vehicle to the tune of the tax credit that you just got back, which then goes to the government anyways. Okay. This is make the math math, John. It's not mathing. But yeah, to his point, he makes 230k and he's got no debt but the mortgage. So the parameter around knowing if the car purchase is wise is number one, are you doing it for the right reason? Are you doing it as a flex? Or do you just want to enjoy the vehicle and you're paying for it with cash and the total amount of all of your vehicles, everything with motors and wheels, doesn't add up to more than half of your annual income. So if all your cars are going to add up to over 115,000, yes, it's a terrible financial decision for you right now. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Get the Tesla because you want the Tesla. Don't do it for the tax credits. Don't do it to stick it to the man. End of story. Ta-da. Can we move on, John? Can we move on? Tax credits, man. They'll, they'll get you. Pick, stepping over dollars to pick up nickels. That's what Americans are great we'll at. We'll show them. All right. Elena is in San Diego. Elena, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, George. Hey, John. Can you hear me okay? Yes. How can we help? Okay. Um, well, thanks for having me. I um, I started paying off that my husband and I, we started the Ramsey. We're on Baby Step 2 about a year ago. Um, and we're posed with this question, um, if we should sell our house to pay off the rest of our debt or most of it. Um, so some history and historical information here. Um, my mom has a rental property and she lives with us. Her tenants are going to be leaving in the next three to four months. And she said, why don't we move to my house and you guys can pay less, you just cover the mortgage and it's significantly less. And then you can either rent your house or sell it. Um, and so my husband wants to sell the house cause he's done with my gazelle intensity. And I'm wondering if we should just rent it or if we should just sell it and get on the other side of his debt. A lot of layers to this financial tiramisu. Let's, yeah, sorry, let's break this down. Years. No, it's good. It's good. So there's a relational component cause that Piece. You just dropped a little bomb right there of my husband is done with my gazelle intensity. And the, the other piece of this is it sounds like it's about to get real messy, moving into mom's, but we don't actually own it. We're just paying her the mortgage amount. We get to keep ours and now we're landlords, but we still have the debt. And so this, I don't know that it's just on paper. This is looking like a rose. I would walk carefully either way, but how much debt do you guys have? So we've paid about 140 we still have about 340. Is that non-mortgage debt? That's student loans. 340 in student loans? Good God, who's the surgeon? Anesthesiologist? Yeah, Give me good news. You're, You're an attorney. attorney. But still, yep, did you go to private I school? I did being Ramsey, so I uh, know I sat on interest with these low payments. <sighs> so they ballooned. It's probably more than you took out. Oh, over a hundred thousand dollars more in interest. Is this why your husband's done with this pro- <laughs> this program? <laughs> so we're, we've we've gotten into this, and it's been a good year. But I mean, I I can just keep going. But he's like, he's ready to be done with that. What's your household income? So our household income is about one hundred and ninety two hundred thousand. Is that with both of you working? That's with both of us. Okay, so what what are you on track to pay off your debt by right now? Um, shooting for three years. Did you have a big year just because you had a couple of great cases, or is this is this typical? 
Um, no, I sold everything. You sold your practice? I sold, no. So I'm in-house. I don't have a practice. Okay. But I sold, we sold our car and we sold a bunch of furniture. We sold just all kinds of things. Um, and then I do real estate on the side. Okay. So and let's, let's talk about the mortgage. What is your mortgage payment every month compared to your take-home pay? Um, mortgage right now is about 2800 Okay. And what is your take-home pay? Take-home pay a month is about 11500 Okay. That's net. So the mortgage is not killing you guys. It's about 25%, which is great. That's in our parameters, which tells me uh, you've got, you know, not, of course you have huge payments. What are your minimum payments every month right now? Um, so right now, based on, you know, whatever income-driven repayment type that they have, the minimum payment for all of the student loans is about 700 That's the problem. I would get out of this plan unless you guys are shoveling so much on top of it that you're actually solving the interest problem. And so I wouldn't sell the house quite yet. I don't, don't know that I'd move in house. with mom and do all of these no. maneuvers. In three years, you'll be debt-free and you can make different decisions and do it out of place of peace instead of fear. So that would be my goal for you. Yeah, if you think he's frustrated with the baby steps, move in with his mom and pay her mortgage. Ooh. They're going to set your marriage on fire. Don't do that. Thanks for the call, Elena. This is The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. It's your show, America, so give us a call at 888-825-5225. Lila joins us down the road in Nashville, Tennessee. Up next, Lila, what's going on? Hi, George. Hey, John. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for taking my call. How what are up? you guys? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm 20. I recently discovered your show through a repost on TikTok, and I was immediately hooked. Boom. Um, I took the assessment on, yeah, I took the assessment on the Ramsey website and found out that I'm on step four, but my boyfriend and I are living paycheck to paycheck and just making things work by the grace of God. Um, to cut a long story short, I uh, graduated high school with an associate's degree, debt-free, and I'm a dependent of a veteran, so I received benefits. Uh, and I came to live in Nashville to go to school here, enrolled at Belmont, but with only three semesters left, a miscalculation by the Veterans Association suspended my benefits, and I was forced to take a leave of absence from the school. So, And that was paying for my housing. So now I'm working full-time, making just under $16,000 a year to cover my basic needs, and I'm transferring to MTSU for in-state tuition. And I'm planning on scholarships and the Pell Grant and paying the rest out of pocket to avoid student loans. I also have no credit history and no idea how or when I should start to do that. I'm worried about weathering the economic storm that the housing market is facing. And I just need some trustworthy advice on how I can set myself up for some success given my circumstances. And our pets' heads are falling off. It feels like it's all coming down, Lila. You do, are you doing okay? Yeah. You're a neighbor. Yeah, I'm just... It feels yeah, like a lot. Uh, I was actually thinking about coming down, but I thought, you know, maybe I'll give it a call and first try. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to give you some very, very, very specific um, uh, advice, but George is going to talk to you more, a broader picture. And the only reason I can give this to you is because I've been on the inside, okay? Mm-hmm. When I was a dean of students at Belmont in particular, they had a program, and I don't know if it's still there, where they took care of the other part of a veteran's whatever a veteran needed they took care of it 
Right. Yeah, I had that, but the VA miscalculated my benefits and said instead of the two years that I was supposed to be allotted, they said that I had only I only had six months left and that I don't have any benefits left. Have so you applied for a recalculation? Have that yellow ribbon. Yeah, I did, but the process just takes so long and um Gwen from VA the VA office at Belmont said that I should just kind of give up. Really? Yeah. I've well, never heard I that before. I, I trust the person. I don't know who's running it now, but I trust that person. I've just never heard that. Yeah. Oh, no. She's wicked smart. She knows what she's talking okay. about. That's why I, I was okay. like, damn, this sucks. Yeah, that does suck because it's one of the best programs I've ever seen in the United States that they have at Belmont there where they really, oh, yeah. really take so care of veterans. I was so grateful. Yeah. I was so grateful that I was able to come and have a whole year at Belmont. And the only reason I chose to come to Belmont was because I was so lucky that they have that yellow ribbon program. Yeah, it's astounding. But once my benefits were suspended, there was just nothing I could really do about it other than, you know, find a cheaper education. All right. So we're going to pick, we're going to, I'm going to pass it over to George. I'm going to tell you two things. One, um, I respectfully would challenge you to not give up. Um, I also will respectfully challenge you to take a breath. You're going to be all right. If you're making, and I'm going to say something that's going to offend people, if you're making $16,000 in Nashville, Tennessee, you're making a choice to make $16,000. I took my daughter to breakfast the other day, and at the McDonald's, it was starting at $20 an hour. So if you make sixteen Mm -hmm. grand, you woke up today and decided, I'm only going to make sixteen grand. And unfortunately for you, I see the signs and I talk to people because this is my town too. And this applies to everybody. You might have to get uncomfortable. You might have to get a couple of jobs for a six months while you figure out this VA stuff. And the VA doesn't have a great track record of always just dotting all their I's and crossing their T's. But I would not just bail on a world-class education that they're going to take care of you the way Belmont takes care of their veterans. And... um, just sit in my house and be like, ah, it's all coming down. It's not. It's a mess, but it's not all coming down. Right. So one of the problems you're having right now, it's an income problem. It doesn't sound like you have extravagant bills. You're living a super luxurious life. You don't have a bunch of debt payments. You told me you're debt free. Now we're beans and rice. And you have an emergency fund in place already? Yeah. And I've got, I've got six months worth, more than six months worth of savings. Wonderful. Dude, you got it. Um, so you have up. a, you have a, I'll never go into debt again fund is what that is. That's debt insurance. Cause you're not going to have yeah, the, the car I, repair that I tanks you. fear instilled in me as a child to never go into debt. Good. Well, that's good. At least that's a good kind of fear. Uh, but there is a sort of scarcity mindset right now of, I don't know how we're going to pay next month's bills. You're going to be okay. Yeah. We need a path out with long-term you know, income increasing. Uh, let's talk about this boyfriend situation. Are you guys like splitting the bills? How is this working? Yeah, so we live together in a two-bed, two-bath with uh, – or two-bed, two-and-a-half bath with a roommate, um, and we split it three ways, 800 each. Okay, and you don't have any finances combined, right? No. Okay, good. Let's keep it separate. Um, we need to increase your income because right now, do you know your monthly expenses off the top of your head, what it takes to run your yeah. your life? Yeah, so I pay $900 in rent and utilities and then I've been honestly scraping by with a little bit less than $100 a week and I'm not putting any money into my savings 
Except I have this app called Albert that takes like a few dollars oh, out no. of my Oh, no. What are you doing, Lila? <laughs> Those apps exist to take your money, not make you money. I know. they've These little micro-investing apps. We'll take your spare so change and I make you a millionaire. They take it out. <laughs> In the year 3000, you're going to have a million dollars in that account. Yeah. I'm, I'm ditching that. You need to be investing 15% of a solid income into a solid retirement plan. That's going to be your path to building wealth and getting out of this cycle. So your A1 right now is to get a job. That pays 15 bucks an hour, Two jobs. 20 bucks an hour, 25 bucks right. an hour. That would change your world, wouldn't it? To double yeah, well, your income? Right now I work as a, right a stagehand for IOTSE. And when work is good, it's good. But we right need something now, stable. it's the holidays. You need stable work. Much. A lot of it. Yeah. So I'm, I'll get a retail job before doing seasonal work where there might be work, there might not be. And so hospitality is always bumping. They're always looking for solid people. You sound like a rock star. So I have full faith that you're going to find a great job and make great money doing it. Yeah, but but Lila, tell me if I'm wrong. George, she sounds like a rock star that is trying to play all the instruments on stage at the same time. Those ne- you don't like <laughs> one man bands are rarely good. Yeah, they're all yeah the one man bands like are just dad. a little bit like. Like, like a little bit, like, like, what are you doing over there? It's pretty good. Right? So, hey, um, are you going to marry this guy? Yes. When? When, well, the thing is, he's a VA dependent, and he is going to school completely for free because both of his parents are, um, are This is the longest answer for a date I've ever heard. Sorry. What's the date? Okay, if he loses his dependency status, then... If we get married, he loses his education benefits. So after he gets a degree. <laughs> and what were you studying? That sounds romantic. <laughs> so lovely. <laughs> um, I'm studying... I Oh my God, don't make fun of me. <laughs> I'm studying music business and minoring in tourism and hospitality. Oh, I don't think that's bad. No, it's fine. I'm not mocking you at all, man. Do you have a career goal? Like, what do you want to do? Not what degree you're I getting. want to... I have a very clear dream. I want to bring sustainability to music festivals and stop wasting so much for events. And I want to have a green just music festival. Okay. That sounds fantastic. That's a very clear goal. So uh, I would also, in the meantime, start to get connected with people who work on music festivals. There's a lot of that going Mm -hmm. on in this town. And I go get a job at the Ryman and at Brooklyn Bowl and work all day making money and then work all into the night um, working in the music industry around artists and sound guys and doormen and all those people seven days a week. Tell your boyfriend you'll see him after you graduate when y'all get married. Right. But but just get after. Like, only make $16,000. you are in Nashville, freaking Tennessee, one of the hottest economies on planet Earth. Don't choose to make sixteen grand. And don't give up yes, on this sir. VA stuff. Call them and call them and call them. I just wouldn't walk away from Belmont right now. Keep fighting, Lila. That's I'm right. going to send you two great resources. One is our friend Ken Coleman's book, The Proximity Principle. The other is Dr. John Deloney's newest book, Building a Non-Anxious Life. I think both of those will be of service to you in the season that you find yourself in. So hang on the line. Our friend Ibu is going to pick up. She's going to make sure that we send you those two books. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back before you know it.